everyone to MCU Rewatch, your path to Avengers Endgame. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and on this episode, we are talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. And to do so, joining me as always, Paris Lily. Paris, what's up, man? This is the MCU movie that always puts a smile on my face when I watch it. <laughs> it it's something me and the kids can get it. My wife even watches this one. We all just love Spider-Man. It's just a fun time. So good. So good. And as always here with us to round out our trio, Swain. Swain, what's up, dude? Ah, man. (laughs) Spider-Man. My personal favorite. Nice. You know what? We didn't get a plot, I think, in our last episode when we talked about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you have a plot for Spider-Man Homecoming? For Spider-Man? Did you come up? You didn't come up with one, did you? I didn't. forgot. I, I I was ready with one for Guardians, and it was just Peter Quill has daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> but give me a minute. You guys can talk, and I'll come up with one. All right. Well, you know, I do want to say, I think, just in terms of Spider-Man, I mean, Paris, you mentioned that this is the one that you can watch and just have fun watching with the kids. I think the majority of just every Spider-Man movie is that, and especially for me. Like, Spider-Man's the one character just growing up that I just absolutely adored. Out of every comic book that I own, I probably own more Spider-Man comics, probably than every other book, and I want to even say almost more combined. Like, I just grew up absolutely loving spider-man so like the toby yeah, Maguire movies were just blew me away i mean i was there opening night for every single one of those movies i mean even the what was it james garfield was that his name james even those movies like i was i was there opening night for those and, and actually just enjoyed them because i'm seeing the lizard up on the big screen but there's something about what they've been able to do with tom holland as spider-man that they have just brought this almost more joy to Spider-Man than you could possibly imagine. I mean, we talked about it in Civil War, and they just take it to the next level, I think, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Just seeing Peter in his day-to-day, you know, just actions. And, you know, we talked about it in Civil War, but the the fact that they know, the audience knows, the origin of Spider-Man, that we don't need to to sit here and go through the whole origin and waste 45 minutes to an hour figuring out how he, how he gets aspired spider powers. I mean, within the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, we see him being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man where he, you know, sees a guy stealing a bike and he takes the bike and he carries it over. And then he, he's like, is this your bike? Is this your bike? And he's putting a post-it <laughs> yeah. note on it. Like, I just, I love it that I just love this iteration of Spider-Man. It is so good. So, so it's, good. It's very quaint. Like all the little things, like he's on the roof and the guy's like, are you are you Spider-Man? <laughs> he's like, do a flip. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. a flip. Like, so so great. They balanced out like the little moments like that where he is the ne- neighborhood like friendly Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yep. To the point where like Spider-Man's always pushing a little too far, like in directions he probably shouldn't be pushing, and gets himself in trouble. That like, oh, he's got to kind of like work his way back out. So like. The uh, the ferry scene is a perfect example oh, of yeah. like Spider-Man getting a little too deep and then being like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the way I sum it up is, like you said, I just think Tom Holland was such perfect casting for the Spider-Man. But the way I sum it up is if I was 15 years old and I got those powers, that's exactly how I would act. That's the way I, yeah. I put it. He is he is truly a he's a 15 year old kid that now has these superpowers and it's like okay now what and oh by the way Iron Man is my mentor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the best parts about it is, you know, even seeing the interaction be- between him and Tony, which we saw, we got some glimpses of in Civil War, but they even take it even more. And, you know, you mentioned like the ferry boat, he gets himself in over his head. Tony just repeatedly is telling him throughout this movie, once he actually does get contact with him, because he does, he does, he can't get a hold of Tony for the longest time. But it's more happy that it's going through. Um, but, you know, when he, he's basically saying, like, just sit tight. And just do your thing, you know. Don't don't go get in over your head. Don't get involved in these things. He's trying really to protect him and protect him from doing things like what he does on the ferry. You know, it's what? he's been there. He's seasoned. Iron Man knows. One thing to go back to with with the Tony and um, Spider Man relationship, yeah, like obviously, again, fifteen year old kid, super excited. He wants to impress Mister Stark, so he's constantly leaving all these messages of everything that he's doing to Happy. Happy's obviously super annoyed by it. We never hear anything from Tony, but when the ferry incident happens, we find out Tony listened to all of them. He knew everything that was going on with him the entire time. You know, and and I thought that was the great revelation that came out of that, that Tony really does care about this kid. I mean, obviously, we know implications going into Endgame. He sees Peter as the son he never had. Exactly. You know, bottom line. Yep. Yeah. And what did he say to him? He even said when he failed with the fairy, he was like, you know, Peter saying, I wanted to just be like you. and, And Tony's like, I wanted you to be better than me. You know, which is something a father would say to his son. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love kind a, of the reveal too, where he, you know, originally we see him. Uh, what is it when he does the whole scene when he first comes across them with the, the weapons and all that? Not, not at the um, when he gets trapped in the water, right? Is that when he gets trapped yeah. in water mm-hmm. in the in the Iron Man suit? What suit is that? It's because it's one of the robots, right? That kind of comes. I mean, well, no, it's one of the Mark. I mean, he was on Mark Fifty in <laughs> Endgame, so or in Infinity War, so it's like the Mark Forty Eight or Forty Nine. Right. But I love like that. that's not really Tony. And then later on, when you get the reveal, you know, he's just like, "Oh, it's just another one of your dumb robots" or whatever he says. And then Tony steps out of the suit. It's like, no, like I care for you. I'm here in person. Like that's that's why I'm here. I, I just I love that moment. There's, uh, I think it's great. There's a little great uh, behind the scenes thing. Uh, if you own the movie where Tom Holland's talking about how uh, he learned that Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. was going to be in the film. And he was with I think he said he was with like Kevin, uh, Kevin Figgy, And he was like, Kevin's like, oh, maybe we can get uh, R.D. RDJ in 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 this movie with you and he's like okay and like Tom Holland talks about in his head he's like oh that's gonna take a while like I'm gonna have to like wait and see and he said he called him up right then and said like hey will you be in the Spider-Man movie and Robert Downey Jr. was like of course yeah (laughs) Yeah. no big deal that's awesome and it's like just that simple like for me that speaks volumes to how much Robert Downey Jr. cares about the MCU and he's like, yeah, of course, like I'll just like he just kind of signed up for filming for like what, like maybe a couple weeks (laughs) one year for this, like just to add another layer to another MCU film. Yep. And Mark Mark 47, by the way, I had had to go look it up. That's the one that's in there. But again, their their chemistry, Tom Holland and Robert Downey's junior chemistry just carried right over from Civil War Mm -hmm. into this movie. And and it was great. It was very believable. Like, again, the car like I love, obviously, the flashback to Civil War. We see it from Peter's point of view. Yeah. Everything that happened that got him into Civil War. And he's like, oh, wait, hold on. That guy just got big. Which is is such a great scene. (laughs) Just kind of how they have it on the phone. And it's him like, oh, it's like a vlog. So cool that they did it that yeah. way. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the villain. Because, I mean, you mentioned 
Or, or did we talk about Michael Keaton at all? I didn't, sorry, Not yet. You mentioned, uh, uh, but just just him as a villain is just awesome. I remember when they said he was casted, and everybody's kind of joking, like, "Oh, he's in Birdman." Like, of course he's gonna be the Vulture. Like, but he just fits that role. Like when you look at him, and even there's the one shot of him when he has the like the fur coat on. Like he just embodies yes. that character. But. Like, not even when he's wearing the vulture suit, The one of the best scenes and most tense scenes, and you know what I'm talking about, oh, is yeah. when they're in the car going to that dance. And Dude, when he realizes so who he is and he has, you know, has, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Liz. Liz. Has Liz yeah, get Liz. out of the car. Mm-hmm. And then just start saying, like, I know who you are. You know, and they just kind of go through the whole thing. And, oh, man, like, such just a tense, tense moment. We, we actually watched it. With my kids they had seen it uh before but watching it again here when we were watching it for the show here and my daughter again was like dad he's scary i was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. to me to me again michael keaton just fantastic and when you just think about all the comic book characters he's played over the years it's crazy but for me vulture if he's not number one he's probably number two you can argue killmonger thanos or whatever the case but to me, this is when they truly solved the villain problem in the MCU, because not only, like you said, the car scene, probably top villain scene in, we've seen in the MCU, because he was so threatening. Just the way everything played out, where mm-hmm. both characters are realizing who the other is, who the other, and just yeah. the way, yeah, and the way they handle it was so good. When he opens so the door, just even before, even before he knows who yeah. Peter is, like, and Peepa, yeah. Peter knows who he is. It's yeah. just, oof. So good. Uh, but that's like the what a, that moment is one of the best surprises. Yeah. Yes. In the MCU, like you're just like I re- I remember being a theater, be like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. I didn't see it coming at all. And then who do we? We I mean, we even see the shot of him. Who does he? He murders somebody. Doesn't one of his guys who who, oh, who the original the shocker. shocker in this? The, the original he, shocker. Yeah, he gives. Him, yeah. Then he gives the other guy the you know the the someone know, the sent a picture of that guy the guy that plays the shocker the other day and said that he looks like me <laughs> oh nice <laughs> you know what? How did you say it? i could see it man with the I eyes totally too, man. i could That's totally crazy. see it but 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 going back to the vulture the reason i was bringing that up is because to me he was the like i'm basically around the same age as as he is in the film you know most likely right but if you think about it if what the Avengers did in the Battle of New York, obviously he builds a business around to clean all that up. Tony Stark just, you know, kneecaps him and takes his business from him. I'm probably going to do the same exact thing to take care of my family because yeah. ultimately that's why he was doing what he was doing. He was doing it to take care of his family. He wasn't just a cackling villain with some nope. master plan to take over the world. No, he had a business that was making him a lot of money to take care of his family. Uh, and that was the number one goal. And it goes to show you how much of the world there is outside. Cause we, when we see the MCU and we see the Avengers, we see all these characters, we see it through like such a tight lens of those characters and the small amount of people they interact with. But Spider-Man kind of opened it up and was like, there's others like there's yeah. things that are happening because the Avengers like leveled Sokovia. Like part of this was like, oh, they're stealing parts of Ultra, like the Ultron robots, yeah. like. And there's like a whole cleanup team for like that Tony Stark is a part of, but it's all going to one location. And there's like an underground weapons, like like wow, there's so much to this. 
Yep. And you just don't see it that much in other ones. But it even in that even opens it opens it up as to where they could just go with not only the MCU oh, yeah. itself, but or even mutants. with the Disney Plus app, right? You could you could pull in whole smaller characters and have a whole gang that has all these Ultron weapons that are just wreaking havoc, and then you bring in a smaller, lesser known character to basically battle them, essentially. You know, so you you, you just totally opens it up. But then even, you know, you have these small guys the cleanup crews essentially for the aftermath of the avengers but then you have this huge cosmic universe that's out there the mcu is just so grand in everything that they can do and yeah like you said swain this really the spider-man movie really brings it to another area that we've never seen before it's is just crazy when you think about how how big the mcu is now and just potentially could be it's it's wild and you know i love in this one we always get a little bit of the peter parker school life but i think this one goes even to the next level out of any Spider-Man movie we've ever ever had where he's going on school trips. You know, it is, yeah, it is like a John Hughes movie, essentially. You have all the different characters. You know, obviously his buddy Ned is great. And and I've said it before, I think, on the show, but a lot of the Ned character is kind of like the Genki character. And even this story is almost like Can I say that... I don't know what school he goes to, but... They go on a lot of trips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, Far from he home, was yeah, on a trip for <laughs> this to DC. And then he was on another trip at the beginning of Infinity War to the MoMA. And then in Far From Home coming up, he's going to be on another trip. I wish my high school, I got to go that many trips. <laughs> well, you know, but see, he's, he's on, like, the smart kids debate team or whatever I he's on. I was kind of smart, it is. too. <laughs> were you on the debate team, Swain, though, or, or on the science team, whatever it is? Ah, uh, uh, no, we were a bunch of artists, so. There we go. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, but I like that they show a lot of that school life, which which is great. And that leads to some of the funnier moments of the whole the whole movie where it's you just see the, the, the interactions that the kids have. And it's it's very much grounded in reality. And, and the way that these characters are written, the dialogue just sounds like what I would think kids today would be talking like. You know, it's just it, it's really it's great. And then even, you know, we're talking about even some other smaller characters. The fact that Aaron Davis is in this Donald Glover's character, you know, is is awesome. I think you know you you see him when when Peter basically goes and what uh, webs his hand to the car and he's trying to you know be all gruff with his voice and say you know tell me tell me where they're taking the weapons or who's your contact and it's Aaron Davis who is the Prowler. The prowler, Miles Morales, shout out. Yeah, because he even says he says I have a nephew that lives around here. You know, just watch mm-hmm. out for him mm-hmm. or whatever. And so who knows? I mean, we may get Miles at some point coming into this, which would just be another, you know, just young kid, young teen coming into the MCU. I, I just I think the way they're writing the Spider-Man storyline um, outside of everything with the overarching stuff is great. I mean, the, the, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Far From Home. I think there's a lot of potential um, for what they're going to be able to do. Uh, I am this. constantly forgetting that is that Far From Home is so close yeah. to <laughs> so, what, three months <laughs> away. Yeah. Yeah, we're not that far yeah, away. July, yeah, July 5th or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty close. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about John Favreau in this movie. Happy. Happy. I think this is, you know, just such a great, great character. You know, he's been in the other movies. The most uh, happy outside of an Iron Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is. He's not yeah, getting definitely. blown up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, very, uh, very annoyed by Peter, it seems, through most of this movie. I mean, he's, he basically has the whole Avengers Tower to move. And Peter, of course, is just nagging him the whole time, constantly. His phone's constantly blowing up. 
Um, but uh, I think John Favreau just plays it great. You know, I love that they kind of wrote him in as a character in the MCU. The fact that he basically launched this whole thing, you know, if you think back to Iron Man and then they've been able to kind of make him be such a almost central part of a lot of it. You know, he's a character that everybody knows, everybody sees multiple times uh, through all these movies. Everybody loves happy. Everybody loves happy. Uh, what else? Do you guys think with this? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like, cause, cause this is kind of one of those movies where I'm not to say it's like Dr. Strange, but it's like, we get our little story, we get our Spider-Man story and then we all go home, you know, after this, like well, what's the um, takeaway kind of going well, into, it. I think end game for this. Like what, what is, what's the takeaway for the MCU? Well, again, I, again, I think it goes back to like I was saying before, this obviously further cements the Iron Man, spider-man relationship you know mentor you know apprentice kind of thing father son everything that we got in that i mean i guess we can just skip to the very end obviously peter proves himself without the suit which i thought obviously is oh oh that reminds me another great scene that was in here so when the vulture basically sets him up and he traps him under all the rubble right again just like so much kudos to tom holland i just love him as an actor he he was truly, again, a scared little kid trapped in the rubble and he's screaming out for help because that's what a kid would do. It yeah. was like, he's not Spider-Man. He doesn't have powers. He's just a scared kid. And then, you know, obviously he realizes, you know, hey, I got to do what I got to do. And he, and he gets out of it. But again, that because I remember in the theater, I'm like, oh, oh, this is kind of <laughs> scared. They're like killing this yeah. kid. What are they doing? You know, kind of thing. But it goes back to what we were saying in, in uh, Civil War is that. This Spider-Man, super strong. Super strong, yeah. yeah. He lifted yeah. a building off of himself yeah. real quick and just kind of walked away completely fine. Because again, like 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 we you know we said in Civil War, he's only been Spider-Man six months. He doesn't even know his full potential at this and point in the movie. Y- you kind of get that in the suit too. Like yep. if if he continues to go under this like mentorship from Tony Stark. Like with all the the mods that the he has in that, in that like that yeah. first suit, like this isn't even the Iron Spider suit. This is just like his his Mark One essential or Mark Two, yeah. I guess yeah. it would be. Yeah. But even then, there's like so much potential to have a Spider-Man that like just grows and gets so much better, so much quicker. Agreed. Oh, again, the trivia. We have to we have to shout out Karen, his AI in his suit. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love those who interaction. You know, she he turns on kill mode and he gets the red eye. He's like, no, 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 don't <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, or even like the scene where he's trapped in the. Karen um, is the name of uh, Plankton's. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I oh, I didn't even think yes. of that. Yeah, from SpongeBob. Because because my trivia on that was that is um, Paul Bettany's wife who was the original <laughs> Betty Ross in the the first Incredible Hulk. Not not the MCU Incredible Hulk, but the one before. Huh. Yeah, so weird tie-in there. But, um, and ironically, she's an AI and Paul Bettany and Jarvis, the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, I love the scene where he's trapped in the warehouse where, you know, he, he sees the Ultron head, I think, which, hey, maybe that could be something down the road. Who knows? Ultron's not gone. But I love how they do, do the montage, like all this time had passed by. And then, then he asks Karen how long he's been there. And what did she say? Like 30 minutes? 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's that such a kid great. thing, right? A kid would think yeah, that all exactly. this time has passed. And it's like, nope. 
hasn't at all. That's great. Yeah, and then and then even though the, the at the Washington Monument, the the whole rescue scene he has of the kids in the elevator. I mean, it was a really good scene. That was to me. That's a, a Spider Man moment. That because like I said, he's my guy. Spider Man was my guy growing up. That's always me been too, my man. favorite comic book character. You know, I remember the old '60s show. I used to watch reruns and sing the song. I could probably sing it now if I wanted to. But that's always been my guy. And for me, anyways, this has been the best on-camera representation of <laughs> Spider-Man. You know, I mean, it can be argued Spider-Man 2, because I really love Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, that, you know, and ironically, that was um, Doc Ock. But this one just captured, like I said before, what it would be like to be a teenage Spider-Man and everything that goes with it. And we didn't even talk about his relationship with with Aunt May or, or Hottie May, whatever, whatever you well, want to call it. That's but. what I was going to say is I'm interested to see where that relationship's going to go because the way the movie ends is classic. Like Marissa Torme just getting ready. She goes like, so what funny. the? And then, you know, then yeah. of course, it cuts. But to see, see how she's going to be as an Aunt May that knows – that he's spider-man you know just right. to see that because yeah. that, that's always great in, in any iteration of spider-man once the ma knows he's spider-man just how how she is you know is she always yeah. on edge always nervous or is she just kind of oh. roll with it and, and can i quick aside spoiler for anybody that hasn't played the spider-man ps4 game oh it's so good oh that gets me like when Paris, she's how far did you get in it man because i know i'm from oh, no, I'm, I'm there i'm there but I, you I didn't finish it though did you no i have not finished it uh, do you know how it ends? No, I do. I do. That's what oh, I'm saying. You're fine. You're God. Fine. Uh, we we uh, can't even talk about it, Swain, but it's rough. Let me just if you if you own a PlayStation and you've not played Spider-Man PS4, go play it. Like it's it's an awesome, awesome Spider-Man story. Like it's a very great representation of Spider-Man. God, it's so good. And, and actually, they're they're launching. Did it, is it launching this week? Might be this week or last week. The basically the comic book version of that and oh, i think nice. they're going to continue the series for a little while as well it's going to be that spider-man nice. that spider he was in universe. the uh the what's it called spider geddon and he was in spider Geddon. yeah he actually they went and got him and pulled him in but yeah they're actually going to go back and kind of retell all that um so if you don't have time to play the game read the comics they're, they're going to be out there for you um uh what do you think of uh, i love to the kid that plays flash I think he's a great. <laughs> I, I love they, they made a, a, a modern day Flash because the old school bully doesn't work in 2019, right? No, but that oh, type yeah, of bully really. does work. You right. know what I mean? So that that was actually a, a great way to do it. Just not kind of like mention, a mean friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to mention <laughs> just the overall diversity that they had in there with all the kids. I mean, cause he was like of Indian descent. Yeah. Ned's yep. like Filipino. <clears throat> um, obviously Liz is, is, you know, biracial, you know, it's just everything they had in there was, was really good. I, I, I really love those kids that, that they were able to have, you know, in his school. And then obviously we're going to see more of them going in, into the next one. Um, oh, there was one other thing I was going to bring up. Um, we talked about aunt may, and it was oh Hannibal Burris, the coach. I I, I loved his little <laughs> little cameos in there, and obviously that's where we get our Captain America yes, the cameo as well. Yep. Uh, that was what he was like. I think he's some kind of war criminal or something like that. <laughs> obviously tied to Civil War. That was that, really good. That was a little neat bit of trivia I saw this week that uh, Captain America, because of movies like this, has been in every single has been in a movie in the MCU every single year since 2011. Wow. wow. Chris bro. Evans has been in a movie a year. No one so like through this done. Thor Dark World, another one where he yeah. just like yeah. appears. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's talk about the the post credit scene. The final one is Cap, where he's basically pointing out, like, yeah, sometimes you just wait for nothing, right? Isn't that kind of what he's yeah. he's joking yeah. at? Yeah, you know, <laughs> so great. Basically, you know, the MCU trolling uh, every viewer, which I thought was. Uh, but but awesome. then he but then he says at the end, which was was so ironic. He goes, "How many more of these?" Like in other words, I, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> no more of these. <laughs> Yep, and then we get you know the the one before that the, the kind of the big one if you want to say is to where the, it potentially could be going is of course we see the vulture tombs is still alive, uh, and he's in prison, and uh, someone approaches him saying like that they basically have heard that he knows Spider Man's real identity, and uh, he just kind of denies it and refuses to reveal it. So I think we're gonna see him again at some point. I, I think my question is like how is he gonna be able to get out? You know, obviously we don't see him in. Any trailer for the next movie, right? I mean, we don't see anything there. It's going to be more Mysterio-based, I would think. Um, but he's got to get he's out. Ru- he's, rum- he's rumored to be in it. So Really? I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I but again, Myster- they're, they're, I wonder if Mysterio setting up will the turn into him, knowing that, that Peter has fought him before. You know? That could be. Maybe, maybe that's just, the way the time Mysterio can just turn in or, or just create whatever, make you see things that, yeah. that aren't really there. Maybe he creates the vulture. But, but yes. you know, it, it, it's actually interesting. Again, this is where you can tell the MCU has matured because there's consequences even for the heroes. So, you know, obviously Peter does the right thing, saves the day, stops the vulture and all that. But the repercussion of that was is he literally ruined Liz's life. Her father's now in jail. They got to move to Seattle or wherever it was and start a new life and just yeah. – he basically broke up their happy home because other than hey, him being a villain and a criminal, I mean, they lived a normal suburban happy life. She was going to school, the whole thing. And now she's forced to move and go away. And and their their ending, you know, at, at the end of the movie was bittersweet in that sense where he didn't get the girl at the end. Oh, we didn't even talk about MJ in this at no, all. I mean, no. I mean, they obviously, I love the twist that they did on that. It's not a traditional Mary Jane redhead, you know, go get him, tiger. You know, she's actually like an awkward kid, kind of a loner, yep. you know, constantly watching them, very suspicious of them. The whole thing denying, obviously that she's been paying attention to everything that's going on with them. And then at the, at the end we find out she's MJ. Yeah, that I was gonna say, I, that's the, that's what was kind of neat is the whole time you we don't know who she is. Till the very end, right? What, did, yeah. Right. What did, does I forget how they how they reveal that? But does she say like just call me MJ? Or something yeah, like just that? call me MJ. My friends, yeah. yeah. yeah my friends MJ. call me MJ. Yeah, that was great. That, that, that's really neat. Uh, let's talk about the Stan Lee cameo in this. This is when uh, he just basically says, "Hey, I think I know yeah. that guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, Stan just you know continuing obviously to to be in these movies. Uh, here at least, uh, as far as well, because he's going to be in Endgame too, right? Yeah, apparently Endgame is the last wow. Stanley yep. appearance that we'll have. Okay. I was hoping we would have a Far From Home one, but because that would have been fit, in my opinion, that would have been more fitting yeah, of than Endgame. But yeah. what do you think they'll do? I mean, they gotta, they're gonna include him somehow in these movies moving forward, right? Maybe, Maybe like, like a picture of him in the yeah, background like, or something like, or a, like on that. A newspaper, happens. like something. I think they're really gonna continue kind of moving that. Yeah, because what was it? The Marvel, the Netflix Marvel shows. I can't remember if it was Luke Cage or Daredevil. You would see in the police station, like Stan Lee was the chief of police, and you'd always see a picture of him in the background. So maybe they could do something like that. Hmm. We'll we'll see. Not not much time to that, of course. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, anything else we want to talk about here? I mean, any speculation about Spider-Man just in Endgame? You know, because a lot of people like speculation. 
we didn't talk about the very end where Peter goes to to the Avenger complex and right. he turns down the offer from Tony Stark to and be we a get our reveal of the Iron Spider suit number one, which everyone was like, whoa. But then the even bigger one was the return of Pepper Potts because she had been gone for a while. Yeah. You know, right. and that yeah. was they I, I was so glad they kept that secret. I had no idea that was coming. So that that was a great reveal as well. And then, you know, Tony obviously plays it off that, oh yeah, we were just testing you. But no, it's like, oh wow, this kid turned me down. He'd rather mm-hmm. just keep his feet on the ground and be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> I, that, that was good. Yeah. Um, but Endgame, what do you think with Spider-Man? I mean, obviously we saw him get dusted in, in what was probably the most heart-wrenching. Well, the trailer. I mean, off. the trailer, we see Tony looking at the picture, which again, got the feels already because mm-hmm. it was, you know, he has the the internship certificate upside down. They're doing bunny ears behind each other. And, and I almost think speculation-wise, Tony may, when he first gets back, may not, I don't think him and Cap are going to have the instant, hey, we're buddies again, reunion, right? I think something's going to have to happen to them to obviously decide to work together. But I think Tony may even, after everything he went through with Thanos getting trapped in space and having to MacGyver his way back home, potentially, may just be done. I'm going to go be with Pepper and we're just going to live our lives and maybe he sees this photo of Peter and it reminds him of the responsibility that he has to him dying in his arms the way he did. This was my, the, my, you know, my apprentice, you know, the son I never had. I owe it to him that if I can fix this to bring him and everyone else back, maybe that happens. I would love to see a scene in Endgame. Like, I hope Aunt May lit, didn't get dusted where Tony has to go visit Aunt May and oh, explain man. what he did. Oh, that would that would just that's gonna be it. Or she just shows up yeah. on his doorstep or something like that. And yep. yeah, that's gonna be it, man. I think you're right. I didn't even think of that. The Aunt May the Aunt May hook. She's gonna get him into it for sure. Well, as yep. we were recording this, we actually got tipped off to a new trailer that was mm-hmm. out there. A little bit of speculation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. some more things to talk about. And in the trailer, it's only like a minute long spot, you hear Thanos say, or the words he says something like, You're gonna be surprised at what I'm about to do, right? Is what he said. I think he destroys the stones. I th- that or I think he takes the gauntlet off. Like I think basically they're going to confront him at some point halfway through the movie, or, or at least in the first third of the movie. When because right. we, we in the trailers we've been hearing, they've been saying we're going to go. You know, we have to do this. We have to confront him. They're going to go to him thinking he's going to be this hard fight, and he's going to say, "You're going to be surprised what I'm going to do." He's going to take the gauntlet off and say, "I, I, I basically think... did what I need to do. Let's go." So here's what I think happens in endgame to a point and this is all going to lead up to like uh, pretty much the corniest little uh, line ever so yeah uh here we go so uh da, da, da. so what i think happens is that obviously like they go early on to see thanos and they either get their butt kicked or like you said thanos destroys the gauntlet with all the stones he's like i'm done like what I did my thing. I don't I need it. this anymore. Um, and we get the back to earth passing of time. Ant-Man shows up eventually and you end up like, like, Oh, we got this new little bit of information. Tony's been making suits left and right. Somehow he gets 30 more suits in there. Cause he was at 50. He's going to be at mm-hmm. 85. Um, but this is all leading to, I think, a Stark gauntlet of some sort. Yes. 
and the Stark gauntlet being wielded by Cap. Yeah. Cap wielding the Stark gauntlet very much mirrors Stark's dad making the shield for um for Cap oh, at first. <sighs> and then hold up, we're leading to the joke. Not the joke, but the corniest line of all time. As Cap undoes, undoes the snap and brings back the like the died the past Avengers yeah. and all the people that died. He does the Avengers assemble because he, oh, bro- he says he Avengers is- assemble and snaps it physically oh, assembles them. <laughs> wow, the theater will lose its yeah, freaking mind say, if that happens. Be, this would be crazy, man. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. Now, I I, I can't <sighs> take credit for this, but a buddy of mine dropped this one on me earlier today. So it's been heavily you know, speculated that Thanos, like when we see this battle, it's actually Thanos destroying the Avengers compound, right? Like he comes and attacks, maybe to stop him, whatever. I so, used to think that, but I've definitely come around to a different thing, which is okay. probably what you're going to say. Well, I, I don't think so. I think, I think this is like, so taking this all the way back to Iron Man three, obviously Tony's mansion is destroyed, but he had that whole armory down there. It's Tony Stark. Of course, he's always going to have a backup plan. And like you just mentioned, we know he goes from the the Mark 50 to the Mark 85 over a period of time. So he has a lot of suits that he's been building. Let's just for argument's sake that he does that Avengers compound is destroyed. Backup plan is he built a new compound where his old mansion was. And that's where he's been tinkering with all these armors the entire time. And what is it? West Coast Avengers. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the day. There you go. Yeah, but, I think but, that'd be a nice surprise. Okay, yeah, but, there so, is so a Lego wait, wait, wait. set of the of Tony's suit room from yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. Hmm. So the West Coast Avengers, do you think that's kind of the direction that the Avengers and the MCU goes, or are they introducing new heroes? Maybe that we have no clue that are going to be in this. Well, because when like, I think again, the West Coast it, Avengers, I think from what I remember from reading the books, like Scarlet okay. Witch was kind of the, the leader of them. Yeah. You know, and we already have her in there, so I don't know, man. But I like that. If that if there's at least a nod to that, I think that is super cool, man. If they mention that, but I don't know. Oh, and mm. and the other big thing that's come out of all these TV spots, trailers, everything we've seen, not even a hint of green anywhere. I think they really got something big planned for Hulk. The fact that we they're not showing yeah. Hulk at all. You know, we've seen obviously seen some toy leaks, but they're not giving up. I mean, they gave up Thanos. We finally saw Thanos, but we've still not seen Hulk Hmm. in any of the promo material. And and to add to that, the only time we've seen Banner, it's basically always been the same shot of him at Avengers uh, compound. Yep. Yep. That's it. Yeah, there's a, a more TV spot stuff, though, like. The that reinforces the trips back to kind of get the gauntlet filled with older or different stones like showing uh what we think is the planet from the beginning of guardians Mm -hmm. where the power stone was stored and i'm almost certain that the shot of rocket shows like the ground from inside of that little uh like the ruins um and and then obviously like the what we think is xandar uh with the thanos ship I think like I think we're going to see them try and intercept Thanos before he even starts to collect the stones. 
like when right before he decimates or during the decimation of Xandar, that's when they get him. When he has no stones, when he has nothing to put into the gauntlet, and that's where I think you see that rubble footage where they like approach him. So, see, I'm gonna be the nerd, the Back to the Future nerd, because I grew up in the '80s, and say Doc Brown taught me that if you change anything in the past, it creates a new timeline, and you can't go back to the future where you change that timeline. So. Thanos always collects the stones and does the snap. I don't think there's anything that can change that. So even if they go in the past and stop him from doing it, you've just created another alternate timeline. You've Mm. not stopped the current timeline where he did the snap. So I don't, again, I'm not saying that what you're saying won't happen, but the nerd in me thinks they're going to do something outside of the box that isn't that simple. So what's the solution, Paris? You just go to the one instance that dr strange told us where we win and that is that it like just all right no i just gotta go there i think there's the one timeline that we have and he he does he he always does the snap in this one that doesn't stop i think again i'm again i'm inflecting my (laughs) my no it's all right no no no. i I I want your your theory that he does indeed destroy all the stones early which again would would make sense of the avengers lose all hope and move on with their lives, and we have this big time jump. Ant-Man comes along. You know, I talked about this a little bit already, but Ant-Man comes along years later out of the quantum realm, and this is what gives Tony the idea for them to basically go back into the past or go into other other realities where they can, quote-unquote, collect slash copy the stones from certain time periods and then bring it back to their timeline present day and use it to basically undo everything that Thanos did. Hmm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Thanos catches wind of this, which again goes to what you're saying, Swain, that he doesn't have the Infinity Gauntlet on when when we see him, you know, so far in in these uh, trailers. That's why he's using his entire might, his entire army to literally stop the Avengers from undoing everything that he did. I could be a thousand percent wrong. That's why I can't wait till the twenty fifth. So we yeah. can well, know. You know, when I watched the trailer a few times today, the one that came out for the tickets, what are the? I, I don't forget who's saying it, but somebody's saying like we, you know, we need to go confront him, and it's almost like they're just saying like we need to go do it just for them. But it doesn't really sound like the way they're phrasing it. It's like let's go so that we can undo what was done. It's like we just we just need to go confront Thanos because that's the right thing to do. We just need to go basically take take him out or beat him up for what he did you know it doesn't really yeah. sound like at that moment they're looking to reverse well, it so do you think that maybe can, that's going to be that first time they face him just because it's like look we just got to go just put a beating on this guy for what he imagine did. the energy that captain marvel is going to bring to that room of like please take me to thanos we can kick his ass with me on your team like right let's go like yeah. we got to do this now I didn't know it was happening. Now I have to like that would be the perfect like portrayal of Carol Danvers like pissed off attitude. Like, let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And just like sparking that conversation. And I could that's where I think I see like Rhodey responding in that way, being like, OK, like you did kill half of our friends. Like, <laughs> well, it, it almost goes back to what Tony Stark said to Loki in Avengers tower in the first Avengers. He was like, Hey, if basically, if we can't save the planet, you'd be damn sure we'll avenge it. 
right? Yeah. So it right. almost goes to that line. Like, hey, yeah. we may not be able to undo what he did, but we'll kill that bastard for what he did, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Last uh, 15 minutes of our Spider-Man episode with a bunch of uh, Avengers Endgame uh, <laughs> speculation. We were planning on uh, doing ex- some sort of speculation, at least in the Infinity War episode, but uh, a lot here. And I'm sure in the next few weeks we're going to get some more trailers. Actually, what is your guys, I guess, personal I guess, level right now of trying to avoid things? You're trying to avoid uh, anything uh, right now? Or I are you just kind of going with what's w- out there? After what Swain showed us just a few minutes ago, I'm done. I don't yeah, want to see anything else. Too, man. I think I'm good. Yep. There's there's parts of me that wants to know everything and speculate till the cows come home, but then there's part of me that will shut everything down like a week before. Yeah. Like probably unsub from the both like the the Marvel Studios subreddit and just kind of go dark until I see it. Yeah, it's almost a thing of when I go back and think about Infinity War, I had no idea about Red Skull. I had no idea how Thanos did the snap. And I want those kind of moments again, you know, within game. So I I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to know what the big beats are. I mean, like the little stuff we've seen, honestly, we really don't know anything. Everything's still speculation at this point. So I would just like to keep it that way. You know, I would like the first time that I see Hulk be in the theater. You know what I mean? I would like when Hulk and Thanos finally have their rematch that's in the theater. When, you know, Thanos gives his big speech and we're like, oh, damn, I want that in the theater. (laughs) You know, when they undo everything and whoever dies, Cap dies, whatever. I want to know all that in the theater. I I don't want that ruined. Hmm. So close, guys. We are so close. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode. Next episode, we're going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, yes. So that will be the next one. Another another good good one out there. So be sure to tune into that before you, of course, tune into our episode. And uh, other than that, don't forget you can email us, mcurewatch at gmail.com. And also, whatever you're lis- using to listen to the podcast, please like and review us over there. That helps move us up the rankings. And uh, other than that, everybody, thank you here for tuning in. And with that, we'll catch you next episode. Later.